Let's get to Brent Costello, who's waiting very patiently to chat to us this morning. We're in the same time zone as Brent. It's 20 past nine where we are. It's 20 past nine where he is as well. Hello, Brent. Hey, guys. How you going? Welcome to the uh, beautiful side of the country. Nice to be in the same time zone as you two. Oh, nice to be speaking to you uh, with a couple of extra hours sleep uh, in the kit bag this morning. Uh, do you get up early for the Socceroos? I did, yes, I did indeed. Uh, obviously, very, very good start, wasn't it? Uh, pretty exciting, but uh, mm. unfortunately, they're just too good, aren't they? The French, and obviously a few players out as well. So, uh, just goes to show the depth that they've got. But really exciting from our point of view here in Tassie, guys, because Nathaniel Atkinson has become our very first uh, Socceroo uh, to play at a World Cup. So. Really exciting. Uh, I've had uh, a, a few in the past, but uh, Nat's the only one that's been in the World Cup. So, you know, uh, when you look at it on the grand scale, it's pretty pretty awesome achievement for a, a young boy from Montessor. Yeah, one under Nathaniel, and, and hopefully that uh, paves the way for a few more over time as well out of your beautiful part of the world. Uh, Brent, we always get excited about our national teams at World Cups, regardless of whatever realistic chance they might be. I think this was a perfect case of us thinking, well, the French have got a few injuries, their depth's been tested, but a country like France just has too much depth for Australian football. Exactly right. Yeah, that's it. They've just got quality all over the park, haven't they? And just watching them go about it, uh, you know, they just... They just... Just a very, very class act, and and no doubt they're going to be right up there when the whips are cracking. I know they're defending champions already, but uh, even with the injuries that they've got, I'm pretty sure they will go go deep into the tournament if not win the thing. So uh, it was always going to be a challenge first up for us, wasn't it? Taking on on them, and um, the tournament really starts now for us, and that draw does help us between the other two nations, of course, in our pool. So we'll see how we go from here. I think our next game's on Saturday, so looking forward to it. Okay, let's have a look at some of the other things happening in sport over there. Um, I, I thought the clappers were to create a little bit of, well, atmosphere within a basketball game, not used as a weapon. What's going on there? A clapper? Yeah, it was a bit disappointing to see, Wayne. Um, had a, a first game in Launceston, the Jack Jumpers, uh, on Friday night, and it was a very fiery game against New Zealand Breakers. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the crowd uh, and the Breakers players were at each other all night, and um, at the end of the game, we did see a couple of clappers thrown at the New Zealand huddle and they took great exception to that and fair enough too, it's not on. And, and the jack jumpers are coming down pretty hard on, on the person that they were able to determine did it um, and they've had their membership revoked and had a life ban. So just goes to show that they're not going to muck around with things like this and, and that's fair enough too. They've obviously created a great culture here, the jack jumpers, and that goes to the fans as well. So uh, while I got one of the people that did it, they couldn't uh, determine who the other person was, but... Uh, yeah, that person that I did catch uh, has been harshly dealt with. All right, you're sitting five and six. Um, how do you assess the first half of the season? Yeah, we started out pretty well, to be honest. Um, as I mentioned, I think, to you guys last week, we had a really tough period on the road to start the season. A couple of trips to New Zealand, Perth, Adelaide, twice to Melbourne. So to be five and six isn't too bad. would like to win that one the other night um, against the Breakers. That would have been a handy one for us, but that wasn't to be. Um, but, you know, we've got some injury concerns now as well. It's great to see Clint Steinle and Will Magne back on Friday night. Um, uh, you know, uh, Will particularly has had a really long laugh. His last game was in January against Melbourne United over there at John Kane Arena. So it's been a long time between drinks for him. Clint obviously got in- injured while playing for the Boomers. So great to see them two back out there. But then we heard the, the disappointing news, uh, I think it was last Thursday, that Matt Kenyon's out for four to six weeks. Uh, Jared Weeks also, also missed the game, as did Milton Doyle. Um, hoping that Doyle and Weeks might be back for this weekend's trip to Melbourne. 
Um, but we'll have to wait and see on that. We'll, we'll find a bit more later in the week. But, um, yeah, we can't take a trick at the moment injury-wise. We'll get a few back, but we lose a few more. Well, I suppose the thing about it, it's a fairly even competition. But when you look at where United are and then you look where the breakers and the Taipans and the improvement there. So it's such an open contest. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? And that's, that's the beauty of the NBL. Uh, as Corey, Corey Homicide Williams says all the time, it's no cupcake league, and you have to agree with that because um, anyone can beat anyone on any given night. It just goes to show just how tight the ladder is and just how good the competition is. So, yeah, while it's uh, frustrating they get wins all the time, it is good for the competition that you know that if you're not on your game, you, you'll get rolled each and every time. We're chatting to Brent Costello from Win TV in uh, Hobart. We're chatting the latest news uh, out of the Apple Isle. There's plenty happening uh, right now. Uh, what about the news last week, Brent? Maybe it wasn't the definitive answer we were hoping for, but it was certainly a move in the right direction, wasn't it, regarding an AFL team for Tasmania? And this announcement allows North Melbourne and Hawthorne to continue to play games in the meantime in uh, Hobart and Launceston. What did you take out of Friday's announcement from Gillan McLaughlin and Jeremy Rockliffe? Yeah, you know, I think I said going into it that you know nothing short of a provisional license would have been um, an ideal outcome, I reckon, on Friday. But what we got was pretty good, I think. Um, obviously, the the stadium is the big missing piece at the moment, and Gills basically said you can have a team uh, if you get the stadium. That's it in a nutshell, really. So, um, yeah, to have a, a heads of agreement or a or a, a sort of uh, handshake agreement, I guess that um, we're going to get a team is. is a big step forward. There's no doubt about that. It's something we've never had before. Um, so absolutely it was a historic day. No doubt about that. But obviously there's still a, a fair way to go as well as far as the stadium goes. So where it's now is that uh, the state government will take a, a business case of the federal government, hopefully before Christmas. I'll, I'll, Jeremy Rockliffe will hand deliver that to the Prime Minister in Canberra. And then from there, it'll be uh, a wait and see on the feds if they're happy to put the money forward or not. And I'm not sure how, that, how long that takes, guys, if it's a, a quick thing to do or it takes a month to do. But um, until then, it's going to be um, a wait and see, I guess, as well, like we've been doing for a long time now. But uh, I think we can move forward now with a bit of certainty that this, this is going to happen. And, um, you know, it's all going to come down to the federal government paying for the stadium. That's where we're at at the moment, the, the $375 million black hole, if you like. Just quickly, Alistair Nicholson told us on, on Monday that uh, the Labor government, the opposition there in, in Tasmania at the moment, is against it, and the federal government is Labor. So there's clearly going to be an issue at some stage. There's going to be a butting of heads on this, this stadium and the amount of money that's required to make it a viable option. Absolutely, yeah. That, that's going to be an interesting watch, that one. Um, definitely, because Labor here in Tassie are very, very against the stadium being built. Fully supportive of Tasmania getting an AFL team but uh, dead against the stadium. They believe the money should be spent elsewhere on, on homelessness and, and health and all, all the other things, all, all the other things that um, Tasmanians say we need uh, fixing at the moment. So absolutely, and, you, and you've got to think that's got to be the, the front of mind of, of the federal Labor government because uh, you think they need to work hand-in-hand hand their state and federal counterparts. So, uh, yeah, look, it is going to be fascinating to see how it goes because, um, yeah, they have been very, very strong on this in a state labour, that's for sure. BBL just around the corner, and the Hurricanes, of course, have uh, started to get themselves all prepared. Um, I believe he's a sighted young Englishman. Yeah, Zach Crowley signed on yesterday. Just a, a placement player for Card, who's going to have to go and play for Pakistan at some stage at the tournament, Wayne. So we'll get him in. Yeah. Um, don't know a huge amount about him. He's never played the, the BBL before, but a, a really good county cricketer, I think, over there in England. So... 
great to have him on board. Um, we've got the WBBL two happening tonight as well with the Hurricanes in the um, in the Eliminator against the Brisbane Heat over there in Adelaide. So first time the Hurricanes girls have been in the finals for probably I think six seasons. They made the first two final series of the first two years of the tournament, and it's been pretty slim picking since then. So great to see him back. Uh, obviously Molly Strano was named twelfth. Uh, in that uh, team of the year, which was good. Uh, we've got a couple of girls, two selected in the Australian team, and Nicola Carey and Heather Graham for this upcoming T20 Tour of India, which is happening next month. So things are going pretty well in the women's space down here, and um, and hopefully the girls can get the job done tonight, which will take them into the final tomorrow night against Adelaide, I think. So it'll be a pretty quick turnaround if they can get the job done tonight. Oh, I thought the WBBL was over. It certainly was for our Perth Scorchers, sadly. Didn't make it. Uh, through to the uh, the semi-finals, the finals full stop after a couple of losses at the weekend. But good luck to your Hurricanes, ladies, as they look to progress in that tournament. A Shield game starting tomorrow at the MCG for the Tasmanian men's side. Uh, it's a very different-looking Victorian team. It's safe to say at the moment. Uh, Tasmanian Sheffield Shield cricket. Brent, where are you at at the minute? There's been a few frustrating results with weather so far this year. Yeah, there has. I've just come from the airport, actually, guys. Caught up with Tim Ward, um, our opening bat, before he flew out to Victoria with the boys. And, yeah, really frustrating start this season. Obviously, a win, a loss, and two draws. And the weather has really hampered uh, what probably potentially could have been a couple of wins for us uh, had things gone our way. So um, a couple more games to come before the BBL break. Uh, Victoria, then I think we've got South Australia. But uh, Tim Ward, who I mentioned, he's been in unbelievable form for us. Uh, 92 unbeaten last week. Probably should have gone and got 100, but they couldn't get back out there due to the weather, so I had to feel for him. But he's really excited speaking to him this morning about getting on the MCG. It's his first time playing there, and that's always a memorable moment for any cricketer, I suppose, getting to play on the MCG. And just on that, guys, I heard you talking off the top of this segment before. What about the crowd last night? Why on earth wouldn't you send that game to somewhere like Tasmania? when you know people are actually going to turn up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Melbourne's been absolutely saturated with cricket of late. We have two, to be fair, down here. We had a lot of T20 games, but we're crying out for Australian games down here. Wouldn't that be an easy decision to send that game down here last night to see Australia or England play a one-dayer in Tassie? Absolutely, particularly considering he lost the game against South Africa in January. It makes absolutely perfect sense to play the game in Tassie where a crowd would have been expected. This feels like Melbourne are owed... You know, a test, an ODI, a T20 every year, they have to have it, don't they, in the schedule? That's no, There's no beating around that, which is disappointing. But uh, anyway, we'll keep uh, campaigning down here to get the big games, and hopefully we get a few down down the track. Um, how did you go on the point to Pinnacle, or did you have <laughs> something else on that unfortunately sort of coincided? No, I did I did the point to Pinnacle, eh? It was good. I was the MC, so I didn't have to go up the mountain. So I, I can say I did it, but not the actual race itself, which worked out well for me. So uh, no, it was a good result, too. We had a young man uh, from Launceston, uh, upstage Ben St. Lawrence, actually, who's a, obviously a world-famous athlete, Olympian, of course, and um, a young man from uh, yeah Riverside up there got the job done, which is great to see. And Millie Clark won the women's event, too, who's a... An Olympian and uh, a really good marathon runner, so it was her first time in it, and uh, she got the job done, which was which was great to see. It's a it's a ripping event, it really is. Uh, I think I've raised almost half a million dollars for various charities, which is which is just outstanding. So uh, one that just gets bigger and better every year, and great to see it back after a couple of years being hampered by COVID. Brent, nice to be chatting to you on a Wednesday morning here on Sports Breakfast. Plenty happening, plenty to keep you busy, and we'll look forward to chatting next week. Enjoy Sydney, you too. Behave yourselves, please. Always. Brent, thanks very much. Brent Costello with us here on Sports Breakfast.